0: better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue.
1: Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com.
3: I just want to let you know about Forever Has Fallen, a podcast-driven alternate reality game where you play as a bounty hunter. This is a brand new gaming experience, like a cross between listening to an audio drama along the lines of The born Identity and getting involved in an immersive yet accessible game where you can hunt for clues with your pals. In each podcast episode, you'll get a clue that you can use to solve an interactive puzzle. You'll be defeating online escape rooms, interacting with characters, and exploring a story world spanning several detailed websites. It's ideal if you're the kind of person who loves solving mysteries and putting the pieces together to reveal the truth. To get involved, search Forever Has Fallen wherever you listen to your podcasts. Further instructions await.
4: I'm Becky Anderson, and welcome to the Rusty Quill Gaming Podcast Holiday Special. I'm going to be MCing Bite Marks today. That's a powered by the Apocalypse system game designed by me. So let's hope I remember the rules because that'll get embarrassing fast. And Ooh. I'm going to be playing. <laughs> I'm going to be playing with some really cool people who I would like to ask to introduce themselves now.
5: Uh, hello, I'm Ben. Hi, uh, I'm Bryn.
3: And this is Helen. Hello, hello. And Alex, I'm here, I'm here. Yeah, I'm and here. there's that guy
6: too. Hello.
5: <laughs> always here. Mm. I'm going to
6: help things along. I'm not sure how, but I'm definitely going to help things along. That's a lie and you know it. <laughs>
5: <laughs> I always try, I just always fail. You sometimes try and you always fail.
4: <laughs> Before we dive into characters, can I take everybody through some safety stuff? Because... I am a safety girl. So today we're going to be playing with the X card by John Stavropoulos, which you can look up online. Um, We're also going to be playing with some lines and veils. So lines are subject content that we will not be discussing. It won't come up in background. It won't come up in play. Veils are things which might come up in play or background, um, but which we're not going to linger in the detail of. We're just going to say, yes, that happened, and we'll move on to the next bit of the action. And that's just to make sure that everyone is feeling safe and comfortable and the other thing i wanted to talk about which is really specific to the bite mark system is that there are two instances in this game there's two moves in this game where you can temporarily or partially lose control of your character and we're going to have some rules around how that works so that everybody is again feeling comfortable and safe and cool so the first thing is this is a game which has a domination mechanic in. it is not exactly a domination mechanic like you might be familiar with from vampire but it is not a magical effect this is part of the werewolf pack life there are werewolves in your pack and sometimes when they say something when they ask you to do something the there is something instinctive about your nature that just wants to obey Now, you might be able to roll to disobey them, but if that roll doesn't come off and you fail it, then you will do what you have been asked to do. However, nothing that you get asked to do should cross a line that we've already agreed won't be crossed. You can't dominate somebody into suicide or something like that. And the most important thing is, is that if you do get dominated, you do not have to like it. In fact, it is oh so much better if you don't. It's oh much better if you harbour that grudge and then throw it back in somebody's face at a later moment, possibly when you've just dominated them when they didn't want to be dominated either.
6: I'd like to congratulate you on a mechanic that will actually physically force me to behave if I get out of hand. well, Well played. I, I can see.
4: I can make this work. The second move in this game which can enable you to lose your character is give in to the wolf. So at any point during the course of the game, you can choose to give in to the wolf. And that's a special mechanical thing. You can choose to turn into a wolf at any point you like. But if you give in to the wolf, then you get some sweet, sweet mechanical benefits. Oh, they're so <laughs> tempting. They're so good. they feel so amazing. But... If you roll a six, because this is powered by the apocalypse, then I get to make a hard move. And my hard move is that for the next scene, I control your character as they are a totally out of control werewolf and they will do something awful. Question
6: for the GM? Yes. At what point does it become a problem if I give in to the wolf, you know, three, four times in a scene? Just (laughs) because that just sounds great. That just sounds fantastic. Oh, dear.
4: You're unlikely to need to give in to the wolf three or four times in the scene. It's usually a, you give in to the wolf, you get the benefits for the scene, so it wouldn't mechanically benefit you to keep giving in to them. And the benefits are things which are mostly going to be things which benefit you in a fight.
3: Yeah, but what if he wants to, just to be a problem? <laughs>
4: well, then I really hope that one of you manages to dominate him into
6: stopping. <laughs> <laughs> Look, the system, it works.
3: It's so, so play happy. to find
4: this out. This is great. That's the other thing. And, and what, I, what I say to people when we play bite marks is dominate and give in to the wolf. Normally you feel very protective of your character. You don't want to lose control over your character. Lean into this discomfort because the game will really sing if you embrace it rather than try and fight against it. And I will be tempting you
6: to give in to the wolf. <laughs> I'd like to give into the wolf now please. I'd like to give into the wolf now.
4: <laughs> so, I was going to run you through just a few little things about the game which are different to normal powered by the apocalypse games. Mm-hmm. You will still need two d6. If you roll a 10 plus, it's going to go brilliantly. If you roll a 7 to 9, it'll go partially your way and if you roll a 6 then it's it's going to be bad in a good way, but it will be bad. So the first thing I want to kind of run you through is that in this Powered by the Apocalypse game, we have something called player principles. So these are the bits of play that if you lean into them, the game just works that better. And I have MC principles, but these are for you. And your player principles are act like a wolf, don't hold back, seize life by the throat and drink marrow from its bones. (laughs) Number two. Pack is family and family matters. This pack are your rivals, your friends, your lovers, parents, and siblings. So, when you have moves, as much as you can, point them at your pack, bring them into the scenes, make them part of your story. Have strong feelings and opinions about your pack mates and what they do, and express those opinions loudly and often. (laughs) Number three, respect your alpha as long as they deserve it. Number four, Play vulnerable, expose your underbelly,
6: share your emotions, share your feelings. Just a whiteboard behind the microphone as Helen scrawls with a fist (laughs) become alpha at all costs. It's all.
3: Yes, I will take that wording. Thank you very much. Yes.
4: (laughs) (laughs) The next thing I want to say to everybody is that this is sort of a player versus player game and sort of not. And what I mean by that is there are moves in this game which are aggressive and which are targeted on other players, like dominate and like mauling. But your relationships with other people are not disposable. So what I would say is, we've all played in a game where somebody was a thief and at the end of the adventure, they chose to steal all the treasure and run off into the sunset. <laughs> and depending on which side you were, whether you are the thief or not, then, you know, you will have experienced different emotions in that situation. <laughs> this is not that situation. Imagine that situation, but every morning the thief wakes up back in the heart of the adventuring party and they have to explain themselves every single day.
6: <laughs> it's more like that. That's actually an excellent just idea for a game. Just, just straight <laughs> out again, that is the game. <laughs> The thief can never leave.
3: Yeah.
4: <laughs> the reason the thief can never leave or you you can never leave the pack is that being one of the only werewolves in a world of humans is just incomparably lonely and painful every day. What I think I said in the intro document was, you're not here to screw each other over, but imagine that you are just making really poor decisions and have bad impulse control in a group of people who matter to you.
6: This isn't roleplay at all. I was going to say, so it's Rusty Quill cool Gaming then.
5: Like yeah. <laughs> this is just sort of our well, hopefully
4: thing. this game should just run itself and I'll be able to kick back and eat chocolate for the next few sessions right that's, that's what I was promised oh yeah that's,
5: basi-
6: that's basically all it is I, I, yeah, I we
4: promise. will definitely
5: create enough chaos for you to need to do very little in my
2: experience <laughs> Yes.
4: <laughs> so very quickly running you through the rest of the system this is an apocalypse world game so you're going to have moves there is a set of basic moves which everyone has access to there are Playbook-specific moves, which you're going to get to pick in a minute once we've decided who's playing which character. And there are pack moves. At the bottom of the pack play sheet, there is going to be a set of moves. You'll have to pay for these with a currency. And they are sort of like a once-in-a-game or twice... Once-in-a-once once shot or twice-in-a-game eventuality because they are game-changing things. Oh. Almost all the moves are going to be based off four stats. Teeth, feral, heart and guts and you make a move just by narrating your character taking the action although there might be times where i hear you say something and i will say hmm sounds like you're trying to dominate alex there i don't know why alex's name came into my head just then but
6: it's a whole thing if it's easier to just call me like gamma and move on from there like that's fine i'll i'll be gamma
4: <laughs> <laughs> so there is something in this game there's a currency in this game called pack pool So this is going to be a pool of points that we're going to keep track of. You will acquire pack pool through doing moves and you can spend pack pool in two ways. Firstly, you can spend it on those sweet, sweet pack moves, but they're expensive. Or you can spend them one for one after you've made a roll to boost your roll by up to a max of three. But when you spend them, there are some constraints. You have to be acting with at least one other pack mate because you're acting as a pack, to spend your pack pool. But that can be an NPC, mate. Oh, good to know. And there will be some NPCs, we hope, by the end of the game, still left standing. (laughs) Also, you have to be acting in accordance with the traditions or the orders of your alpha. And when I say orders of your alpha, I was really clear that You can have a tacit order of make sure your other pack mates don't die. That would be a kind of a tacit order that we all agree is definitely an order, even though nobody had to explicitly say it. But there will be other explicit things. But you can't use this to disobey your alpha or break your own traditions because that is not acting in accordance with the pack. Gotcha. If you want to do that, that's totally cool. But you are on your own, my friend. You do not get a tasty boost. The next thing is ties. If you've played any Apocalypse World style games before, these are sort of loosely map onto things like maybe hex or strings in a monster hearts. Um, These represent this sort of emotional attachments and baggage that you have. You will accumulate ties on other characters. There's a little place on your character sheets to note those down. And then you can spend them to gain plus one on moves you make against that character up to a max of three. And again, you spend them to boost the die roll after you have made the roll. Lastly, experience points or advancement. I don't know if anybody's interested in that. I'm sure you're not interested at all.
6: I don't intend to live that long.
5: (laughs) (laughs) I also don't intend for Alex to live that long. (laughs)
4: Oh, Alex. System works. You have two paths called a wolf path and a human path. It's just two sets of three little circles and you mark those off and when you have filled in both tracks, so you've crossed off all six circles, then you get to take an advance. And if we get to that and we get to that, that's cool. You mark off human path if you do the things that get you XP when you're in a human form and you get to mark off your wolf path if you're in wolf form. And that's important because when you're picking some things in a minute, you need to think very carefully about how easy they are to do as a wolf. Because not all of them are very easy to do in wolf form. If you max out your wolf form, then tough—you just got to wait until you've accumulated the rest of your human of your human path as well. You don't get to like save points or anything like that. It's just capped until you finish.
6: Are you telling me I can't be a master locksmith and also a wolf at all times? <laughs> <laughs>
4: Oh, I'm sorry, you can't.
6: Ah. I'll work around it. I'll work around it. It's fine.
4: I'll write a custom move for you. It's okay. (laughs) You just have to work to achieve that custom move first and you'll be golden. Uh. It'll be great. So the way you get XP or the way you get uh, to ticky box your paths are playing your heartbeats, which we'll get to when we do character gen, displaying pack culture, which we're going to create a little bit of, gaining... Four ties against a single PC. Then you scratch all your ties off and take a point of advancement. Um, Sharing a genuine moment of heartfelt camaraderie. And I will be checking that it is genuine, people. (laughs) (laughs) Damn it. And if a move tells you to do it. Does anybody have any questions?
5: Uh, How how likely is advancement during a one-shot? I'm guessing not terribly likely but that depends
4: on who you are Bryn if (laughs) you are if you are an advancement farmer
5: then you might
6: well (laughs) I kind of
4: want I kind of want Bryn to be like like I know
5: when we used to play Becky that was definitely an accurate description (laughs) I think I've grown past that stage of my RP career at this point it's been several years since Becky and I last played a (laughs) role-playing game together
4: so I think that's everything and we can move on to characters now Unless anyone's got any questions.
6: I'd, I'd love to have questions because it normally you know, it increases a rapport, but it's quite difficult when you give a really good explanation. <laughs> I'm just asking you to restate things again. It's all good. It's all good.
3: It all sounds very, very exciting.
6: It sounds like actual prep, which both scares and confuses me no end. <laughs> That's a lie. <laughs> I'm just reading out the rules that I wrote.
5: Yeah, I mean... <laughs> In some senses, it is prep because you spent a long time writing these rules, but it's not specific <laughs> prep for this game here today. No,
4: no, I wrote this whole book just for you guys.
0: <laughs> oh, thank Aww. you.
4: So I've got four characters which I have chosen. We haven't filled in any details, we haven't chosen any moves for those characters. Mm-hmm. Would you like me to read out the description? Ooh, yeah. It
5: probably would be helpful to have the descriptions again, but we have talked about it quickly just ahead of the session to speed us up a bit about who's going to take which role. Mostly, I think. Cool.
4: If I if I read the descriptions out, then all of the listeners will know yeah. exactly what it entails when we start slinging around words of playbooks And, and I probably think probably if, if you'd
6: like to play the one that uh, Becky's reading out, please, I'd like the official phrase to be ooh 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 that one that one please ooh ooh ooh.
3: Should it not no, be? No, I think because
6: this is bite marks. I'd like some howling. Oh, <laughs> Becky! I was going to
3: say we should howl.
4: <laughs> I'm going to kick off with the howl. The alpha may lead the pack in life, but you shepherd them in spirit. The pack respect you. They need your guidance just as much as the alphas, but in a different way. You can be the alpha's best friend and ally, or you can be biding your time to rid the pack of an alpha who threatens you all to damnation. Or worse, you're both. woo! <laughs> yeah, Helen. Yay! The Fixer. Well, someone has to deal with the mortal world and luckily you just love it. The pack is your home and your family, but mortals hold a fascination for you and you know their world just as well as your own. You love the way they smell, feel and taste and they love you back, which is handy when the pack needs money, information or something disappearing. That you exist between two worlds more so than anybody else, and it is pulling you apart.
6: Oh, then I guess. Oh, I could fix things. Oh, I need to work on my howl though. Oh, it sounds more like I've gotten in a hot bath. <laughs> <laughs> ooh, ah, ah, ooh, howl. Ooh,
4: it needs to come from a place of genuine pain and rage.
6: <laughs> oh, I'll dig deep. Oh. <laughs> so the
4: next two, <laughs> the next two playbooks are the ones that I basically wrote for myself. So uh, I'm super interested to see who picks those. The Enforcer. Every pack has someone willing to cross a line to protect their family, to do what is necessary to ensure their survival. Someone the Alpha can use as an ultimate threat. And that is you. Your loyalty to pack and Alpha is strong and unshakable, but do you embrace your role or carry it as a burden for those that you love? Do you have any limits when pushed to the brink? And what do your nearest and dearest think when you go beyond the line?
5: Leans back from Mike. Oh, <laughs> look at you with
6: your mic, Etica. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> Very good.
4: <laughs> Lastly, the prodigal. You used to be in the pack and you left. Circumstance has reluctantly pulled you back. You're here and you're committed for now, but it is hard. Some people in the pack have welcomed you back with an embrace. Some are resenting you and one in particular you are probably avoiding. So I guess that leaves you, Ben. Yep. Brilliant. So let's make some characters. Has everybody got their, their, their particular playbook up in front of them? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you have a bunch of stats which were already pre-filled in and you're going to need to add one to those. Can someone remind me what a spill is? <gasps> I would love to tell you what a spill is. So a spill is a basic move. And in spill, you have to confess your feelings to somebody. And those feelings can be... And a number of different things, but specifically a packmate you desire, why you are hurting, what you are angry about and what you are afraid of. And if you do it, you get a whole bunch of tasty things, including pack pool and ties and all sorts of stuff. OK,
6: my thanks.
5: I'm, I'm already working on my look whilst I do things. Names oh. and licks as well, please, everybody. My character is named Jan Stilinski.
6: My character is called Winter. My character is called Mr. Smith. <laughs> of course. I'm the fixer. I have to be able to pass for, with all the normals.
5: <laughs> yes, you have to be able to pass with all the normals, which means you need both a first name and a surname.
4: <laughs> yes. First name Mr. Mr. Smith. First name Mr. <laughs> <sighs> have you got a name for me, Ben?
5: Uh, yes, Stone.
4: Next, you should all look at Moves.
5: Moves. Okay. I'm taking Borrow Trouble and Born in Blood. Borrow Trouble is such such a favourite one. What are you
3: thinking for the how, Helen? I've chosen Speak with the Pack, which means that I can communicate to anyone in the pack over any distance to convey a short message or visual impression. And I'm in the process of choosing Silver Tongue, which is when you attempt to persuade a pack make To comply with or ignore tradition, disobey or obey the alpha or challenge the alpha role with heart.
4: This move also says you can use this move if you would normally trigger Make a Challenge. And maybe now's a good time for me to explain what that Make a Challenge move is, just so you've got options. Yes, please. Thank you. If you attempt to dominate the alpha or if you attempt to persuade other people to disobey an alpha's orders... Or if there is no alpha and it looks like you're trying to take control of the pack, then you have to make the make a challenge move. If you get a 10 plus, then you give up your character sheet and you take the alpha character sheet. If you don't get a 10 and then it gets all sorts of interestingly complicated.
3: Okay. Cool, 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 cool.
6: Very good. I need to warn people, whilst I am taking the ability to make it go away, based on my stats, I'm not very good at making it go away. Just Just, <laughs> <FYI>. <laughs> just, just don't rely on it, yeah?
7: Cool.
4: Ben, where are you going to go for Prodigal? Uh,
7: yeah, I took one for the team. So that is uh, subsume your needs to the needs of the pack, take plus one forward and add plus one to the pack pool, and then healing, which is a, a long move, but is fundamentally
5: healing. <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of self-explanatory uh so i was just gonna say I, I mentioned what my moves were but yeah just uh borrow trouble is redirect trouble from someone else yourself it's literally just if someone else is having difficulties i can roll to make it make them go away and affect me instead basically but if i do really well then we both escape i'm entirely concentrating stat wise on teeth and feral and completely ignoring heart and guts because i think you know <laughs> min min maxing is not a way to success in apocalypse world but it is a way to fun
4: i think it depends on your definition of success
6: doesn't
5: it (laughs) so everyone listening knows we've got a shared google doc that we're using as a repository so that we can see each other's scores and stuff i I don't like uh...
6: that you can see me doing what i normally do which is engineering problems at the like character design level (laughs) hidden away that will be exposed (laughs) later i don't like that you can all see the cracked foundation upon which i am going to build this cathedral of hate (laughs)
7: You've made it pretty obvious in your words, Alex, so I don't think we need to see what you're writing.
6: <laughs>
4: That's brilliant. Well, if you're all in that Google document, then let's move on to making a pack, because in Byte Marks, the pack is almost, almost its own character and has its own character sheet. So, the first thing we've got is slang. When you use slang in a scene, this is to encourage you to use slang, but when you use slang in a scene, it counts towards character advancement, but you cap out at twice per scene for any advancements, so don't get too excited. I have already made some slang for you to kind of push us forward a bit faster. Young werewolves are going to be called pups. Making a new werewolf is going to be called the harrowing. Older werewolves who have turned into full wolves are called kin, and turning into a wolf form is called the change. But I have saved a spot... For you guys to come up with some of your own slang if you if you would like to.
5: Hmm. Slang is
6: so hard. I don't know. See, the problem with me is that I immediately, whenever someone says slang, I don't actually think of slang. I immediately lean to things like, oh, this is just like um Timbuktu. It's Timbuktu all over again. But that's not actually a slang. <laughs> that's just a, a You shit and I remember Timbuktu
5: very differently. <laughs> <laughs> See, exactly, exactly.
4: <laughs> I am very happy if you want to come up with a name like Timbuktu, which refers to a thing that went very badly wrong for your pack in the past. A state that you do not want to be in again.
6: I'd, I'd like a slang that is the equivalent of the naughty step. <laughs> <laughs> like, you, you, you are a hair's breadth from the naughty step, but I don't know what the naughty step would be. Like the den? The doghouse? Or the burrow? I mean, that's oh, already... the doghouse, dog yeah, house! of
5: course, of course. That's already just normal words, though, isn't it?
4: <laughs> slang is just normal words, though, isn't it?
6: <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm going to put it in. I'm going to put
4: it write it in the sheet make it reality that's how the google doc works.
6: Mm. Oh, here's one, here's one for you. I got I got one more. I got one more. Going pet it's where you're spending far too much time human and amongst humans and you're kind of you're losing touch with your wolfiness. That's
5: pretty good. Ooh. I like that. That's good. There
6: we go. I knew I, I knew I had one in me. <laughs>
4: <laughs> so the next is agreed items of culture. And this is really just, again, it's to kind of cement you guys feeling like a pack. Use the same slang. You describe yours, these cultural touchstones and it makes you feel like a group. So I've written down some examples um, that we can play with already just to speed us up. So the, you pack, eat together once a day. It's important. F- family meals are important. Family business is sorted out over meals. And the second one is that roughhousing and that sort of physical affection is quite normal amongst the pack. And you can choose one or two more, depending on how you feel. Uh,
5: I really like the one from the uh, pack playbook, which is falling asleep on each other as normal.
3: Aww. Aww.
4: That one
5: makes me happy.
4: Yeah. I like that one too. <laughs> <laughs>
3: That's
4: quite nice. Add it to the Google Doc, Bryn. Make it real.
3: Should we add a taboo?
4: We have traditions in a minute. These are going to be oh, laws. Okay. If you break these laws, you will end up getting banished or worse. So that,
3: m- okay.
6: that uh, might fall into those or not. I'd like to suggest a culture, which is everyone shares apart from the alpha.
3: <laughs> yeah, that sounds, that sounds
4: <laughs> right. That sounds good. So Helen, did you want to add a taboo in, um, which is something which maybe is taboo, but it's not bad enough to get you kicked out of the pack for? Mm.
3: Damn it. I shouldn't have suggested. Mm. Now I have to think of one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um.
5: It's to, it's taboo to pet a dog.
3: Oh, it's a, it, no, maybe it's taboo to have any kind of other pet. Ooh. I know, it's definitely taboo to have a cat. <laughs> <laughs> Can I add that?
5: Yeah, I like yeah.
3: it. Taboo to have pet,
6: especially cat. I'd like to suggest a minor taboo, which is avoid spelling things out because it just makes people nervous, like B-A-T-H, going for a w a l k. Spelling stuff out, it just don't do it. It just puts everyone on edge. You don't need to do it. Why would you need to do it? Stop it.
5: <laughs> we can all spell. You're not. It's becoming doing very. Doing it's becoming clever. very pugmire. <laughs> yes. <laughs>
6: <laughs> yeah. You might need to save me from myself a little bit, Ben. <laughs> the the last thing then is
4: going to be traditions, and as I've already said, these are proper proper laws. If you break them, it is serious. They are never to be broken, which is totally code for let's try and break as many as we can during the session. (laughs) I've suggested, I think, two. No, I've suggested one. I've only suggested one. Never create a new werewolf without permission from the alpha.
6: I'd say never reveal the pack without the alpha's permission. How do you mean? So that would be a case of if you're going to introduce the normal into the situation, you wouldn't expose the pack willy-nilly i guess do you mean
4: not letting normals know about werewolves or telling them that you are werewolves
6: yeah more the latter uh,
7: there's a question i guess what is like this this game's version of the masquerade does it exist what is the relationship between not werewolves and werewolves
4: so it's basically up to you and we can calibrate it depending on h- how much drama or not we think it will inject into a situation i i like to have a version of the masquerade in because i think it does intensify the drama but if you want to be having lots of kind of full and frank and open discussions with your human friends about your time of the moon then that's totally
5: cool so so if we assume a basic level of hiding werewolves from the knowledge of humans but alex's tradition is don't tell a human about werewolves without the alpha's permission so the idea is therefore there clearly are some humans we're allowed to tell but we have to kind of Make a pack decision that was about what it I was first. Yeah, yeah. At, yeah. Mm.
6: is is the idea you d- you don't get to introduce anyone new with this information unless the alpha says so, meaning that the alpha actually has control of who all our friends are.
3: Mm.
6: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think that works.
5: That's excellent. Okay, I'll add that one in then.
4: One more, I think, and then we're good to go.
5: So, I would like to suggest—I'm not wedded to it—but suggest a tradition is don't don't hide a romantic slash sexual relationship with another werewolf. From the rest of the pack.
3: So no sneaking around. Ooh. Yeah, it's no not that it's not that you're not allowed to. Have sauciness, them,
5: Helen. But the idea of having them <laughs> and not telling the rest of your pack about them means that you're probably doing something bad, essentially. And so that the tradition is you you have to be open about if you're and humans are like, yeah, whatever but other werewolves yeah. are like well you should be open with the rest of your pack about this
4: so is that just relationships between pack mates or relationships between pack mates and others
5: between people in the pack and any other werewolf if you werewolf enter, specifically. yeah if you have a relationship with another werewolf you you should tell the rest of the pack
4: no secret werewolf relationships
3: no it's
6: literally word for word what i was writing
3: (laughs) it sounds like it's like a courtesy thing as well because you don't want to accidentally tread another werewolf's toes it's about territory helen it's about territory
4: (laughs) (laughs) okay then we are done creating packs
5: so we defined our characters we've defined our pack
6: in that case then i feel like that's a sensible place
1: for a break and we can be back in a couple of minutes
7: Plushcare.com slash weight loss.
4: Cool. We've got some awesome characters. We've got a pack. We just need to finish off fleshing out a little bit of your personalities and then relationships. We'll get into some messy, messy relationships, which is obviously the best bit. So on everybody's character sheet, there should be a section called heartbeats. These are sort of role-playing prompts if you display them in a scene, then you can gain advancement points on your wolf or human path. So choose something that's easy to do in wolf form would be my top tip. Does everyone kick off with their suggested oh, ones?
6: I'm, 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 I'm well ahead on this one. I got these lined up real early. <laughs> this, I, because it's built in, I get to do the thing, the rule we have, which is it's going to get bleed, but I still get to swear on tape because it's built in. It's built in. So my heartbeats are going to be romantic, audacious, and fucking gorgeous. <laughs> if if any wolf is going to prop up a boombox on their snout playing music in the rain, it's going to be Mr. Smith.
4: I feel like I should make it illegal to pick the fixer without choosing that heartbeat at this point.
5: <laughs>
6: it just gets things done. Done, Becky stars, doesn't it? <laughs> I'd like to make this problem go away. Oh, I'm not sure, but look at me. <laughs> this, this is
5: interesting because I've 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 gone for potentially a non-traditional set for the enforcer. I've chosen the heartbeats, passionate, loyal, and irresistible. So, oh,
6: oh we're we're going to get along like a like a a firework factory explosion. <laughs> like wow, <laughs> oh
3: boy, oh boy, for the howl. I chose charismatic, comforting, and undermining. The idea of um, oh Oh, no, oh no, (laughs) with the idea that I'm specifically undermining whoever the alpha might be. But on the surface, very, very lovely. You
5: actively scare me, Helen.
3: This is this is mild. Come on,
5: (laughs) charismatic, comforting, and undermining sounds like you're just a true master of negging to me. (laughs) Oh no. As oh.
3: someone who has been negged, it is not charismatic or comforting <laughs> at all.
5: That's fair. That's fair.
3: Stone.
7: Uh, yes, I'm playing completely out of type. I was thinking of going with scared, drowning, and lost.
4: Oh. Oh. prodigal always uh, breaks my heart.
7: So great. You wrote them. <laughs> I,
6: I wrote it to break my own heart. What's the point in writing your own game if you can't do that? Right, Helen. I forbid you from comforting Ben's character. <laughs> I f- I f- no, I f- I f- i'm closest to the alpha here
5: <laughs> Don't, not, i think, I think the entire session should just be a competition about who could be most comforting to ben's character
4: <laughs> <laughs> so each of you should have a section on pack mates where you have a question and this question is going to like kick off a little bit of um getting ties on each other so we know how many how many points you've got to start spending on moves against each other from the get-go just in case mm-hmm. just in case you needed it helen do you want to take us to your character question and see who wants to sure claim it
3: my character question is you predicted someone would die and they did who were they how did they die and which pack mate cannot forgive you for not saving them they take a plus one tie on you which, to me, means that I probably predicted someone would die in, like, a way that I thought would be, like, because of their own foolishness, and so I just let them die.
4: Oh, man, I thought you were going to say in a way I thought Oof. was going to be necessary Oof. for the good of the pack. Oof.
3: I, no, I feel like probably... <laughs> Cold. Uh, sorry, This is, is it too dark? No What? No, no. <laughs> I love
7: it. I mean, you could, you could argue letting them die from their own foolishness is for
5: the benefit of the pack from a certain perspective.
3: Exactly, right? Yeah.
5: <laughs> From a certain point of view. (laughs) Can we tie stories together? Can we see what other people's questions are before we start Mm. answering, potentially? Oh, yeah, in case they pair up. Yeah, Yeah, if you like. basically.
4: Although we want to have Uh, as many relationships as possible, we don't necessarily want to just kind of narrow things down too much at the the outset. That's true, that's true. But let's go through the questions. Well volunteered, Bryn.
5: Okay, so my question (laughs) is, what is the most shameful thing you ever did to protect the pack and which pack mate knows about it?
6: Okay. Mine is, why do you feel you want to leave the pack? Which packmate could get you to stay and why? Uh,
7: and mine is, uh, which packmate did it hurt you the most to leave behind? How did they feel about your return? Oh, Interesting. We're going to
6: dig they... into the product a little bit more. They all pair more. up really well. I see what you mean. That would just be one big Gordian relationship, <laughs> which is fine, but also not necessarily helpful.
5: Well, I'm I'm wondering if the person that Helen let die was also the reason for Ben leaving the pack, maybe? to tie in some of the story together?
4: I just wanted to remind Ben that because he's chosen the healing move, that comes with an extra question. Oh, does it?
5: It does. Oh, right,
7: yes, okay. Uh, Someone died while you were away from the pack and someone hasn't forgiven you for that. Choose who died and a packmate to take a plus one tie on you for your guilt.
2: Oh.
6: I, I think I can deal with mine comparatively straightforwardly if Helen's on board, which is, why do I feel I want to leave the pack? I don't trust the howl, which pack mate would get me to stay. The howl, if they would just be better. I know it's a bit simple but it can just boil down to no seriously why just no I feel feel like I feel like I'm eating I feel like I'm eating poison treats here the the howl can't be why why does everyone trust the howl I feel like I can make that work but uh, it does need your sign off Helen yeah absolutely in which case you gain a plus one tie on me because technically you can be the person to make me stay if you just convince me that you're not evil sure Uh, I'm gonna write that down
3: I'm also going to write down on my separate sheet of paper, persuade or kill Mr. Smith.
4: (laughs) It's important to have goals.
6: It is, isn't it? It's good to have aims in life. Well, then then my tie's real easily set, which is that (laughs) Helen will inevitably remove me from this game in scene one, episode one.
4: (laughs) Helen, do you want to take a short break to make sure that goal is written down in actionable, manageable steps?
3: (laughs) I'm like, yeah, I'll make a Gantt chart, right? And then... (laughs)
5: Okay, so it sounds like with the questions we've got, it sounds like the death happened. The de- the, the important death happened while Ben was away from the pack. Mm. So I'm going to say uh, the most shameful thing I ever did to protect the pack. I like the idea that Yan has a bit of a personal code, and even though you know he will do, he will protect the pack. You know he has uh, a couple of rules, and they are basically don't throw the first punch and only kill where necessary, and that the most shameful thing he ever did was break both of those rules at once by making a preemptive strike on another werewolf who was basically in danger of exposing werewolves to humans on a large scale, and he basically hunted them down and killed them without warning and that ben probably knows about it your character name is stone stone so yes so stone knows that jan was the one who there was this werewolf who was basically going go go on tv and expose werewolves to loads of humans (gasps) and i'm the one who hunted him down and just murdered him in cold blood
4: do you want to give me a name for that werewolf or do you want me to give you a name
5: i I would be very happy if you gave a name for that werewolf
4: i'll give him a name let's call him jericho Jericho, and we have a couple of other packs in the scenario, so I might make him one of theirs just to give you some extra trouble. Sure,
5: sure, makes sense. Excellent. I mean, they should have kept a tighter leash on him. He he was about to expose werewolves on TV. Like, yes, that's all. Did what I had to do. I did what I had to do, man.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I believe you. That's the problem. I support you fully. (laughs) (laughs) Perhaps I even hinted at it am I the only people who can hear this? Like, what?
4: (laughs) Stone, do you want to go next?
7: Yeah, is is the intent behind this is like a call and response? Like, do I just pick somebody or is it somebody supposed to pick it up? I think that you can
4: specify as much as you like and invite people and you can certainly sort of set it so in the same way that Bryn um, with the Enforcer was like, okay, well, I'm going to define what shameful to me is, means. It's this and this is the thing that I did. So any extraneous details are absolutely down to you. And then you can invite okay. or people can jump upon it as they desire.
7: I guess um, it feels like it makes sense for Winter to have been the most hurt by me leaving, hmm. potentially because I was like apprenticing or something like that, you know, like Training oh, up.
3: you were my prodigy. <laughs> you were the chosen one. <laughs>
7: <laughs> so we've got a chosen one and Mr. Smith. This is getting very... Yeah, and then how do they feel about your return, which obviously I'll leave to you.
4: Hmm. Now probably be a good time to specify why you left as well. That might help.
6: Hmm. Creative differences, right? <laughs> <laughs>
7: um, I don't know, so I'm going to leave it unknown.
6: Yeah,
4: well, if you've got your own reasons and you want to kind of then just play to find out what those are. Then yeah, that's totally
6: cool. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm just gonna, in my own notes, write reason for Stone to leave. Ooh.
5: <laughs> so, so who died? We still haven't addressed that question. I, I think we had an alpha, and I think that alpha died. That's what it, that like, it feels like. It's going that
6: way for me. I don't know if it gels with the ties, but that, hmm. yeah, the way it's been discussed, at least that feels correct to
5: me. And so Ben, ben uh, Stone feels guilty because they weren't around to save that alpha. And Winter was like, well, he was a foolish alpha and was hoping to uh, rise up in his place. But instead, you mentioned there's an alpha someone in the intro did. doc, isn't there? Was that was that character named?
4: She was. That's Ursula.
5: Ursula, yeah. And so oh. there was basically, it, it could have gone either, the new alphaness could have gone either to Ursula or Winter at that point. But Ursula won. The alpha, uh, is that normally a violent thing or a non-violent thing? When someone, if an alpha dies and someone has to take over.
6: Or
3: is it a democracy to the wolves vote by Howell. Ursula is in written in the document
4: as beloved. She is a popular person mm-hmm. and a popular alpha. So it might have been that she was just so popular, nobody thought it would be a good idea to try challenging her. But equally it can be done by right of blood if circumstances demand it. Just you should know that, Helen.
5: Just in case.
6: Stop planning succession! <laughs> <laughs> it will never stop.
5: Okay, so I'm I'm gonna name the previous Alpha as Jupiter. So I'm gonna say Jupiter died while Stone was away and Winter thought that he would be the new Alpha, but instead it was it was Ursula. So
4: we've got a previous Alpha, Jupiter. Stone was not there when they died, and maybe could have used their healing abilities, well, surgery skills or whatever to save them. Is this the person that you predicted would die, Howell?
6: Yes. I think <laughs> you <laughs> stood there holding a knife going, I think <laughs> Ursula's gonna die, you know, <laughs>
7: <laughs> Jupiter not Ursula,
6: oh yes, thank so you,
3: so it's part of my it's part of my question to answer who were they, how did they die, and which Pac-Mate can't forgive you, so I think how they died was probably I think that I thought Jupiter was a bad alpha, and that he would make bad decisions. And when I witnessed him making a bad decisions, for example, maybe, I don't know, maybe he went to go and fight a werewolf hunter or something or fight another wolf. And I was just like, yeah, sure, go ahead. Yeah, whatever. <laughs>
4: <laughs> was it worse than that? Were you like, the signs say
5: you're totally going to win this fight? Yeah, why not? <laughs> Jupiter was a saint. <laughs> So, he, yeah, he died in a fight with another werewolf, Alpha. I like that.
6: Yeah, who I knew was going to win. Yeah. Jupiter's there just like, they are 15 foot tall. You sure I can? Yeah, you got <laughs> this, dude. It's fine. <laughs> no, but really, like, they're, they're part shark. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. You've got this. And who can't forgive me? Hmm. I mean... I guess probably mm. me then.
4: I was going to make a suggestion to sort of round out the relationships because although oh, the listeners can't see this, I've been making a little map on my moon. No.
6: Oh, very
5: nice. nice,
6: very fancy. Oh, very nice. Thank you. And so what I was going to suggest
4: is is that if Bryn, to give you a, a relate an in to a relationship with Winter Yan, if you're the one who can't forgive um, Winter for egging the Alpha on into a fight that he clearly couldn't win because he
5: should have let me do the fight instead ah he
4: should have let you do the fight instead i
5: could have beaten that other alpha he should have let me as his champion do the fight and instead you were like no you can definitely beat him so
3: i feel like i was more subtle than that i feel like i was probably like no 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 it's the alpha's duty to do the fight you have to step down it's you know it's his pride can
4: we say it's jericho's alpha sure wait
6: wait do you hear that that's the sound of plot. <laughs> I hear it tippy tapping on the wind.
4: It's coming in through the window. <laughs> <laughs> so then I was going to suggest Alex because Stone the prodigal. Somebody blames the prodigal for not being there to heal, and that it would it would round off my little relationship map quite nicely if that was you.
6: I agree. I mean, I mean Stone absolutely should have been around to deal with the problem because both Jupiter and Ursula are saints. Okay. And, and they should have been treated as such. Actually, question then. Mechanically, Ben, if I'm the one who blames you, does that mean I get a, ta- a tie plus one or whatever it is with you? Yes. Fabulous. My thanks.
5: Okay, so which you've named in, our, in the document you sent us, Becky, you've named some of the other werewolf packs. We haven't named the alpha that killed Jupiter, and we should name the pack as well if Jericho and that alpha were from the so same So I would
4: pack. like it to make it the Wolves of Mercia. That's the sound of plot, Alex.
6: (laughs) It's suspiciously similar to the sound of my keyboard as I write notes, but not the same. (laughs) Completely different.
4: (laughs) I have have one more question, and then I would like to move people on to introducing their characters, and then we will kick off with some red-hot action. Stone, are you back in the arms of the pack? And if so, what brought you back? And if you're not back, what will get you back?
7: I mean, I guess given it's a one-shot, I'll, I'll be back already. And again, uh, unknown or mysterious reasons for leaving. Um, I came back unexplained, but very, like, injured. Like, something went horribly wrong, and I won't talk about oh it. My. Should we say that was
4: fairly recent in that case? Let's just go through some quick intros to your characters. Do you want to start, Helen?
3: Sure. Okay. My character is called Winter, he, him. His look is masculine. He has deep eyes. He is lithe. He has tattooed skin. I like to think like all over tattoos, like just because he's like a kind of priest figure. So probably it's like an indication of that role that he holds. And like curly hair. Let me, th- I haven't thought of anything further about him. I like to think of him as like uh, a very, very amiable, very affable but uh, also has his own has his own schemes going on a little glint in his eye that's winter oh stats teeth 1 heart 2 guts 1 feral -1 if that is of interest
6: -1
4: feral
5: <laughs>
3: yeah
4: Ooh, okay let's go with yan next then since i'm going clockwise around my screen
5: Okay, so uh, Jan Stelinski, he, him pronouns, looks very masculine, light eyes, uh, he's tall and muscular, uh, and he has long hair. He would not look uh, completely out of place in the context of professional wrestling uh very friendly very smiley heartbeats are passionate loyal irresistible he, d- he doesn't actually like fighting very much but he's very good at it and if he so if he gets into the situation he will one of his personal codes is he will not throw the first punch and uh but he uh his stats are uh, t3 heart zero guts minus one and feral two
4: awesome next round my clock of doom as i'm now thinking of it um <laughs> is stone
5: Uh, Yeah, so
7: stone, he, him pronouns, Uh, look wise, androgynous, angry eyes, short, broad and curly hair. And stats are teeth one, heart minus one, guts three, feral zero.
4: Excellent. And that just leaves Mr. Smith.
6: Mr. Smith is uh, another he, him. Look, masculine, almond eyes, lithe, tanned and with a uh, shaved head with the heartbeats to repeat... Uh, romantic audacious and fucking gorgeous in terms of stats teeth zero heart plus one guts plus two because I saw that that's the key stat for disobey and feral zero (laughs)
2: because
6: if the howl's going to be a liar I'm I'm clearly going to have to disobey the howl a lot so I nearly went guts three I didn't and in terms of my uh two moves in case it's relevant because I figure it's going to come up a lot make it go away the thing that makes things go away and sniff it out which uh, I will affectionately refer to as advance the plot
4: <laughs> oh you're so kind
6: <laughs> but that's me done any questions or should i crack on into it crack on okay
4: so this is the holiday special which means that yeah it is woo, christmas snowing. It definitely feels like christmas and holidays and <laughs> snow all the other things. yay it's gonna be a very snowy game The winter solstice is days away and this is usually a time of great celebrations. Werewolf packs across the UK meet up in a remote location to feast, hunt, parley, negotiate for territory, arrange alliances and marriages. And this year the solstice falls on a full moon so it is doubly special to werewolf kind. Solstice celebrations are being hosted by your pack on your territory. This is a blessing and a curse. It is a source of... Huge amounts of status and pride, but it's also a risk because if anything goes wrong, it will be your pack on the wrong end of a human investigation. Nothing's going to go wrong. It's going to be amazing. (laughs) Firstly, there is trouble amongst the packs. The Midnight Pack have gone completely silent. Nobody has heard from them in months. The Shadow Pack lost their alpha in mysterious circumstances and have joined up with the Wolves of Mercia. The Wessex Pack are long-time allies of yours. Awesome. And they are the only wolves behaving normally. Double awesome. (laughs) You're expecting them to arrive sometime soon. But you have some problems of your own. Ursula, your alpha, beloved and treasured, she's also slipping away from you because as werewolves age they become more and more wolf-like and less and less human and one day they change into a wolf and they just don't come back and they are a proper full wolf and they can't even really understand you anymore. She is on the cusp of that final transition. She's getting increasingly confused when she's in human form. She's not really an effective alpha. You're going to have to choose a new one really soon and you're kind of hoping that she's going to be able to hold on until just after the solstice. So it is snowing, it is snowing and you are in a remote location because wolves like to live somewhere remote and forested and it is that kind of classic wintry scene of fir trees laden down with snow frost twinkling out across the ground it is late at night and it is a dark clear night it's not quite full moon yet because we're a couple of days away but it is a very bright moon, a perfect moon for hunting and that's where you all are you're all out hunting together as a pack and it feels awesome and the adrenaline is coursing through your bodies and then suddenly you all smell blood and a lot of it right on the edge of your territory you all come to the point on the edge of your territory where you smell blood and what you find is a member of the Wessex pack ripped to shreds at your feet on your space and I'm going to leave it there
6: Oh no, that very oh, rude no this is going to be so... I'm going to have to make this go away so much. This is going to have to be made to go away so far, straight away.
4: The problem is if you take Make It Go Away, then I have to make up things for you to make go away.
6: <laughs> oh, no, that's fine. We'll, we'll come up with things that desperately need to go away. Don't you worry about it. <laughs> well, thank you for the introductions, Becky. Thank you for uh, guiding us through character creation, which, as always, I would destroy on my own if I was left to that device. <laughs> I'm keen to see what happens next week but until then I guess it's bye from me and everyone else yeah bye Bye. Rusty Quill Gaming is a podcast distributed by Rusty Quill and licensed under a Creative Commons attribution non-commercial share alike 4.0 international license today's episode was directed by Alexander J. Newell and produced by Hannah Preisinger to subscribe, buy merchandise, or join our Patreon, visit RustyQuill.com. Rate and review us online, tweet us at the Rusty Quill. visit us on Facebook, or email us via mail at RustyQuill.com. Join our community on the Discord, or via Reddit at r slash RustyQuill. Thanks for listening.